BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in, folks, and hello to you all. Oops. Uh-oh. We got to bash the zenith. That's, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, it's still fucked. Okay. That's ridiculous. What a way to start. I said like three words, and then it was all just dumb. It's, uh, I guess, a, uh, a lot of people love that. They, they love the idea of smashing a piece of equipment to get it to work. It is, it's 1974 all over again. That, that just popped into my brain. Um, me saying that, this popped into my brain. Uh, I am a sucker for big, long, you're, you're th- going to think I'm going to say penis, uh, cars. As you know, I've talked about the 1974 Pontiac Catalina that I had growing up when I was a kid. My first car. My first car was actually a two-door with one of the quarter panels smashed and then I upgraded to a four-door. Now, this was uh, 1985. I cannot believe that in 19, well, actually 1986 or maybe 87 when I got my first Catalina. So the car was only 13 years old then because it was the 74. But it, it seemed like it was 50 years old. God, that sun is just burning right in on my face. Look at that. That's ridiculous. Despite that, um, it was uh, it was awesome. I just I just loved it, the enormity. the The first one a two door, and then a second one a four door, and then okay, yeah, this gigantic boat. See, Stefan Hyde is uh, is enjoying this. Probably going to uh, do an estimate today uh, for someone for $400,000 for a piece of trim. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So because of that, I've always loved these gigantic vehicles. Now they're, a, you know, 
that's not exactly something you want now. Uh, at it, well, it, I mean, they're, they're such pigs, okay? It was a 400-cubic-inch motor on that, uh, on those Catalinas. And then I, um, shortly thereafter, I went to college, and then when I got out of college, I needed a car. Did I buy an economical car? No. I bought a 1977 Chrysler New Yorker. I think the motor in that was a 440 four barrel. I mean, this thing was an absolute slob and I bought it at the time during the first invasion or a a war with Iraq when Iraq invaded Kuwait and gas prices skyrocketed to over $2 a gallon. Here we are at five bucks a gallon. I did that. So then there was the time when I think it was probably 2008 when I saw a car very similar to the Catalina and it was a a Bonneville, a 73 or a 72 Bonneville. And I, 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 I pulled off the road, got the phone number and immediately called the guy and right then I said I want the car don't you want to test drive I said doesn't matter so I bought it and I was gonna be like I'm like okay I'm gonna restore it now I've never done anything in my life when it comes to restoring a car not a thing I don't know anything about anything yet here I am I'm going to restore a vehicle uh, it basically rotted in my driveway for one year, and then I donated the car. I think I donated it to someone who actually used it in a one of the local demolition derbies. Driving down Baldwin the other day, someone is selling. Not a Catalina, not a new, not a. A New Yorker, which, by the way, New Yorker is a very expensive car back then. They're selling a 1977 Lincoln Continental Town Car Mark IV. This thing is a beauty, too. It is in remarkable shape. Lincoln Continental Town Wait a minute. Mark four or Mark five or Mark four. I think it's a Mark four. Oh, this thing is absolutely fantastic. It looks just like what I'm about to show you right now. The, the uh, big picture where it says gateway classic cars. That's the car. Look at that beast. Oh, man. Instantly, I was in love. I was like, I have I have got to see this car. All right, this company is selling one. Okay, Mark 5. I thought it was Mark 4. Oh, my gosh. Now, this one that they're selling is super clean, but the one that I saw on the side of the 
of the road was absolutely super clean. Look at that. Ah. I get a big car boner just seeing it. I mean, that's like the type of car where, you know, uh, you could put Billy Bats in the trunk and just pop open the lid and stab him because he's still alive. Wow. Leather. Oh, moonroof. Look at that interior. It's even got cruise control and a cassette player. Look at that trunk. Full-size spare tire. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of my big car boner. Let me just tell you that I actually pulled over, looked at it, clean as hell, pretty pretty on par with the one we just saw. Maybe not as shiny. It's parked... Uh, on someone's front lawn, and the the it's a shithole house. And uh, it says on the side of it, owner of this car does not live here. And I'm like, well, no, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, this is too fine of a vehicle to be parked in front of some uh, dumpster fire or shithole house. $14,100. I wonder how much a uh, 1977 Cadillac cost in 1977. Or uh, not Cadillac, Lincoln Town Car. 1977 Lincoln Continental cost 1977. Um, originally... This vehicle in 1977 cost $9,636. Oh, God. Uh, Actually, I take it back. Base price of $11,396. The Lincoln Continental Mark V was only the fourth most expensive American brand available in 1977. The Brits used the term yank tank to describe the car's Produced by American auto builders. So after I saw the vehicle, I was like, oh man, I want this car, but that's not a good idea for you. I can't, that wouldn't even fit in my garage. And I can't afford it. I'm trying to pay for a wedding. I'm trying to pay for a, for college, maybe in 10 years. Okay. Uh, but after seeing that, I got to thinking, uh, looking at um, the progression of that uh, vehicle, the Lincoln Continental, and um, I just picked a booger out of my eye and flicked it. You may have seen that. Um, Terry is begging for a subscription, I guess. Terry says, fuck these ads. Someone buy me a subscription, you cheap bastards. <laughs> By the way, Terry, I forgot to mention this. Terry has uh, donated, Terry and his lovely better half have donated $70 for two paintball subscriptions, not subscriptions, uh, scholarships. So two people 
are getting scholarships to paintball. So if you want to play paintball for free, reach out to me, eric at ericzaincho.com for Sunday's paintball event. Two, count them, two of you will play for free. And I'll do it in a drawing style. Thank you, Terry and Beth. You're very sweet, very kind. So, all right, yeah, Terry's begging for a uh, a subscription, but he has also donated uh, money uh, out of his own pocket. That is very kind. So I was looking at the um, Lincoln Continental, and as the years went on, um, 77, 78, 79, uh, the, the downsizing and the shittiness of it was just, Oh God, American cars in the eighties, just shit. Terrible. The 77, uh, right about there. That's when they started to go downhill shortly thereafter. Kenny adds, how do you donate paintball money, but don't subscribe to Twitch? Well, he's thinking of others, Kenny. That's what he's doing. You know, that's, that's, he's, he's putting, uh, he's putting himself before other people. That's how that works. You know, it's very kind of him to do that. All right. So, uh, welcome into the Eric Zane show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, personal adventures from the Baldwin Ace hardware, fear bunker studio, smack dab in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan where it was 100 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't quite. It was like 95, but it felt like 104, 105 uh, degrees. Uh, Not as bad today as the heat dome moves on, but it's still very, very warm. But uh, no big deal. We'll get through that. We have Deer Meathead coming up in uh, 41 minutes, roughly. I could always use questions. For Dear Meathead, send them along on the Shoreliner Strifing Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Uh, yesterday was YMCA Day, which I, I've, uh, I've really, it's kind of become a habit now. Um, missing workouts is, uh, for the last uh, nearly two months has been has kind of uh, fallen off by the wayside. I've been uh, focusing on that, and I kind of have to, and that's all in an effort to not be thoroughly embarrassed. Uh, October 16th for the Grand Rapids Half Marathon, where uh, a glutton for punishment, Eric Zane, I uh, what originally I said, you know, I, I am never going to run another half marathon ever again. I'm now back. I have a short memory of the humiliation and the pain. Um, I had no business even attempting that race last year. No training. Uh, mildly obese. And uh, bear- limping my way the last half mile. Somehow finishing and being thoroughly embarrassed. Mike Ball hung up about a buck 38, buck 39. On that race, I think I crossed like 40 minutes later. It was hideous. But I've uh, committed again to doing that race and raising money for the AT Children's Project. So I started running and got pretty consistent in May. 
In fact, I was very consistent. And uh, that is uh, segued nicely over into June. My weight is down. I weighed uh, 175 this morning uh, at a high of well, 186.8 when this all got started. All right, I'll take it. Still fat, still gross. Um, I, you know, to celebrate last night, I had a uh, cheese sandwich. I don't think that on any uh, diet meal plan, it says, go for the cheese sandwich. Now, this might have been some of the most dead calories anyone could ever eat because um, the cheese wasn't even cheese. It was that shit orange shit that uh, each has uh, wrapped individual like cheese food, which is remarkable. They call it cheese food and the, the word food is what makes it not actually cheese. And that's just strange. It's like a misnomer. It's not even. But uh, I got done doing what I was doing. I'll get to that in a second. And it's like 945 at night. It's like I, I've got to eat. I'm starving. Uh, two pieces of the shit cheese on the white bread. Another piece of white bread on top of it. It disappeared in like 15 seconds. I'm like, that's not enough uh, white flour garbage carbs for me. I should wash that down with an enormous Thomas's plain bagel, which I did. And then uh, one handful of peanut M&Ms. So I followed up the workout and then my I had a bunch of work that I had to do with cheese sandwich, bagel with butter, handful of M&Ms go to bed. What? How am I even effective at losing any weight here? I haven't, it's not like I'm eating appropriately. Oh, that's ugly. That is just ugly. Um, it's probably more because of the getting to the gym, less having to do with the food I'm eating. I'd probably be 145 pounds in the past uh, month and 22 days. Uh, worth of work if I had eaten appropriately, but that is, is, oh boy, that's, that's 10 times harder than the workouts. Before that though, at the Y. Okay. So now this is, I've talked about this before and I know this sounds ridiculous, but there is a dress code with team knuckle dragger. I am an honorary member uh, of team knuckle dragger. So Andy and Brian are part, they're the ones that started it. And these two guys are, I mean, everybody in the gym knows them. They're just the sweetest, most fun people there. They keep it, they keep it light and uh, enjoyable. If they aren't there, especially Andy, because he's got a huge mouth, the atmosphere at the gym is uh, less fun. It's more like no one talks to each other at the gym. At the YMCA, if Andy's is there and Brian as is, uh, they're like Penn and Teller. Which one was the silent one? Uh, Penn, Penn's the talker. Teller is the silent one. Brian is the is the teller. Uh, but they they have to be there. So, I, they made me an honorary member, and then they'll text me every single day. Here's what we're wearing today, and it's always like a gray top. 
And in fact, you know, they'll say that the color of the shorts and the color of the top, and then we're, we all have to coordinate and dress. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know it, but that's just how it has to be. So I'm getting ready for the workout yesterday. And, uh, I look at the group chat or the group email, uh, I'm sorry, group text. And it says, um, black top, blue shirt, black shorts, blue shirt. I go, all right, I got that. Cause occasionally they'll send me something like blue. I don't have a pair of blue shorts. They'll, they'll go blue shorts. I'm like, I don't have any. Well, you got to get some. If you want to be on the team, you have to dress like us. And I'm always like, yeah, all right. So I go, well, I got this one, black shorts, blue shirt. I go into the uh, drawer with the workout clothes, get my stuff, throw it in the bag, walk out, get to the Y, get in my gear, and I'm excited to see the boys. Uh, I come around the corner, and they're wearing blue shorts, white top. And they're like 40 feet away, pumping iron. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Bust out my phone. I read the wrong text. I knew I did it. I I didn't even need to look. Uh, Andy is like, uh, why is, and I've done this before. He's like, why is this so hard for you? Said, uh, he goes, what do I have to do to get you, you know, on the same page as us? I said, I think this will do it. He goes, take a picture. Here we are. Your old pal, Eric Zane. Brian is the uh, bigger of the two. There's Andy. What the fuck? And I screwed that up. Very embarrassing. But uh, hopefully they'll... Still include me in Team Knuckle Dragger. We even have t-shirts made, as you know. So, all right. That was bad enough. I go, all right, I'm leaving. I'm going on the treadmill. I'm doing my thing. And then Andy says to me, he goes, hey, about your treadmill, I want to talk to you about this. I go, what is it, Andy? He goes, that video that we shot of you not long ago when your tits were bouncing all over the place. He goes, you look terrible. I go, okay. And uh, he goes, but you look better now. He goes, you're, you're running more upright. You, you don't look like you're laboring as much. I go, wow. I go, well, that is, you know, that is music to my ears. Thank you. Um, I headed around the corner and then I come walking around and there's a, there's a guy on the bench press and I look and the weight has fall. He's a kid. He's probably like 15. The weight is on his chest. He has failed. He's, uh, he's, he's gone as high as he can. The weight came crashing down on his chest and he can't, he can't move. And he's like, it's not on his throat, but it's going to roll onto his throat. So Johnny on the spot, your old pal, Eric Zane is there. I got my water bottle. I got my softball that I roll out my legs with. I got my phone. I got my headphones drop it. And I immediately come running over the kid. And I have to like kind of stand over him with my balls actually over his head. And pull, I go one, two, three. And I, we pull it up. And uh, he is 
just mortified. This, you know, when that happens, though, you're, you know, that's how Dick the Bruiser died. If you, um, if that happens, it's extremely embarrassing and you're like, oh shit. Now what could have happened was, cause he didn't have collars on the damn thing. It could have um, slid one way and then the weight slide off and then the, the, it goes way to the other side. It, the whole thing was ugly. But your old pal Eric Zane, of course, was there. And uh, I go, hey, I go, hey, you know, shake it off. A little less weight, buddy. And he goes, yeah. I go, it's happened to everybody. I've, I've been there. Don't, don't sweat it. But could have been bad. Thank God I was there. That's what everybody says about me. Thank God he's here think so that was uh it's quite a day went from embarrassment to being uh right place right time could have been a right place but it must have been a wrong time could have been a wrong call i don't know the words of that song all right so welcome into the eric saint show podcast the show as you know downloadable wherever you download podcasts just search eric saint show and you can download the audio podcast and listen to it whenever you want. You can do that on Twitch, too. Uh, you can watch it later if you want. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. And uh, about the only place you can't get the full show is uh, is on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Where right now it's on, but it's about to leave. So for you folks that are watching it on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it is about to leave. I kind of like uh, cut the cord and then I'm encouraging you to head over to twitch.tv slash Live if you want to watch it live. If you don't care about watching it live, then just download the audio podcast later. I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Zane that helps me uh, keep the puppy dogs fed. T-shirts at ericsaneshow.com, all that shit. So for you folks that are getting the show live, if you want to continue, you must catch it on Twitch. I will say goodbye to you now. All right. But for the rest of you, thank you so much for being here. This will become the audio podcast where 99.999% of the audience gets the show. That's cool too. I don't care as long as you get it and as long as you have a good time and uh, as long as you enjoy yourself. If you're not, that's all I'm trying to do is keep you not bored. If I can keep you not bored then uh, we're in business. I just had a conversation with someone. Uh, and it was a discussion. There is a, uh, there is kind of like a, um, I, I haven't been paying attention, but I, um, I find out about these things through various people. What is going on on my old show on, uh, free beer and hot wings and now I've talked about this before but they're play they're doing a show or a game called you can't win which is an old radio game that uh makes its way throughout the entire industry most radio stations uh have at least heard about it and several have done you can't win and all it is is really hard trivia questions but the way they're doing it is a way that's um, uh, making a lot of people angry because they're not really trivia questions. They call them, so I'm told, triddles. Like a riddle and a trivia question. 
But the audience figured out that it was uh, a consultant-driven bit. Now, um, there was a time we never used consultants when I was on the show. And the one time we did, he sucked. And they don't do anything but validate their own existence. Um, And, well, it's pretty useless. And if you want to be a show that's different than everybody else, you probably shouldn't do the thing that everybody else is trying to do, and that is talk to a consultant. The consultant of choice for, uh, for the guys is this dude named Tracy Johnson, who for some reason everybody respects, but... I think he sucks. Um, This person wrote, this is a 100% planned bit that they're trying to shoehorn in by having Kelly claim the dumber than the show questions were too easy. Gave it away when she mentioned the consultant helping her. That plus multiple people saying they've heard the same thing played on other shows. Now, that flies in the face of everything that we ever built that show on. We work very hard to be 1 million percent different than all the other radio shows. This person wrote, at least this station is asking trivia questions. They found another station that's doing it. They're impossibly difficult, but at least it's trivia. The Freebird Hollings version is not trivia. It's not even a riddle. It's guess what a random radio person was thinking at a random time a month ago. And that's true. It's it's shit. It's horrible. That's what my gripe is. This is from one of their P1 listeners. It was sold as a new trivia game that was going to be super difficult. Not my cup of tea, but whatever. Instead, we got was, guess what I was thinking about? And then this little bit of research I did that coincidentally showed that the game lined up perfectly with when ratings are calculated just made me hate it even more. I skipped the whole segment now, and I suspect I'm not the only one. So whatever ads they do are falling on fewer ears, which I'm positive in their worlds is the opposite of what advertisers want. Now, I don't know if it makes that big of a deal. This person who uh, shared this with me wrote, I don't know why I listened. 12 live segments with four being the around the room segments, two being uh, trivia, one being a fake game and one being advice for people on Reddit every single day. That leaves four segments of possibly something interesting. And I listened to you this morning, though. Now, this person had not listened to the show. I mean, doesn't listen to the show, but did listen yesterday. Uh, I wrote, it's probably just a habit. I'm thankful I broke. I broke uh, broke the habit because all I would do all it would do was make me angry. Thank you for checking out my show today. I try to have fun and say something interesting every day. I, I also try to piss everyone off half the time. I added, "What you said is, I think, the problem. There's nothing really interesting going on in that show. It's all silly and dumb." Um, however, I wrote, "I feel pretty bad that somebody would say that about Kelly. What a." fucking more what a horrible fucking thing to say someone had said something uh, a really horrible attack on the chick on there which was really really bad um and then i wrote however it was pretty interesting that they reached out to the person who said that however i don't think they like to do that this person said yeah i partially blame greg for reading it on the air 
And then he wrote, I'm never disappointed when I listen to your show, by the way. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Well, that makes me happy. I'm glad that there's something interesting going on here because that is the problem with that show. You've got all of those people and no one's really saying anything interesting. No one's, uh, you know, planting a flag and anything. They're just kind of there, you know? Nothing very memorable, nothing gigantic happening. And that is, uh, unfortunately, the way radio is these days. I don't know why everyone is so apprehensive to actually do anything. My God. Uh, Hello to my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They sponsor Twitch. They sponsor the Facebook page. Thank you very much. They have a car show coming up August 25th. That is a Thursday. Thank you. To benefit CASA of Kent County. I did an interview uh, just yesterday with Stephanie Sheeler from CASA. If you want to know what that's all about, it's uh, where the free podcast is. And I also posted it to Facebook. Uh, Blue Frost IT sponsors my Twitter page, at Eric Zancho on Twitter. And Frank the Tank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance at buyinsurancehere.com sponsors me on YouTube. Okay, so we're off and running. Now, the day uh, was not done yesterday after getting out of the Y because um, I worked out, went home, and uh, I'm like, fuck. I'm tired and I want to eat. I want to go eat my cheese sandwich. I want to eat my bagel. I want to have my handful of M&Ms and uh, I want to go to bed. But it was 7.50. A little too early for bedtime. I like bedtime to be about 8.20. That did not happen yesterday because here in Michigan, being that it is we're just you know half a day removed from the longest day of the year, summer has officially begun, uh, It I could theoretically work till 9.45, 9.50. At night here it's so damn it gets dark so damn late uh so all right let's get on the ladder let's paint don't look down that's what kyle not the pedicile uh not the radio pervert but the guy working on my basement said to me because do not look down you'll get freaked out and the 20 foot high ladder. I don't have it fully extended yet. It will be. I'm going to actually be backing the truck up to the house and putting the ladder into the bed of the truck to get where I need to be. I know two people that have fallen off ladders and or scaffolding dude, Eric from the arena, Van Andel arena fell off scaffolding, badly hurt himself. And, uh, also Lisa Kay's husband, uh, was staring at his phone while on top of a ladder and fell off of it. I don't know about him staring at his phone, but the only reason why I say that is because every time I interact with him, he's staring at his phone. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So um, when I'm at the top, wh- where I am painting, I can't, th- I, I, I can't, okay, at one point I'm hanging onto the paint can in one hand and the brush in the other and the paint cans heavy because a lot of paint in it and I'm painting and then, uh, all right, but I need, I need, and I need three hands. I need one to hold the thing to keep the paint, um, from painting the siding. It's like a straight edge 
brush in the other hand. I have no no hand to hold the paint can. So I have to put another ladder up to the house to put the paint can on it. And then I have to go down two or three rungs, dip the brush in, go back up the ladder, paint, 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 down the ladder, dippy, dippy, up the ladder, strokey, strokey, down, up, down, up. I mean, we're talking a glute workout like you wouldn't believe. And it's slow. It is a grind. Oh, my God. So now I'm working my way up the house. So now, yesterday I said I was like a third up. Now I'm closer to, I'm over half. I have just over half, just under half of the house going straight up to paint. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, fuck, this looks daunting as hell. Uh, I don't dare do this during the day right now. It's just too hot. So that's, it actually worked out, you know? So I put in, uh, I don't know, about an hour 40, hour 45. Uh, Pooh Bear on the ground picking up uh, a, a paint flex. You know how you scrape? All that shit fell down into the rocks. I go, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you, uh, can you pick this up? She goes, okay. So she's doing that thing. We're a team. We're together. It's awesome. But just don't fall. Be careful. Don't let your mind wander. Focus. My calves were like 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 burning. My my ass is burning. Very physically demanding thing to be up on a ladder. I had no idea how hard a work that is. For any of you that do labor like this, my God. There's a reason why you make so much money. You know? I mean, Stefan Hyde, this is why, you know, to paint one inch of wood, Stefan Hyde charges $90,000. Oh, Zayner. Oh, God. Hey, look. Oh, this is a big one, eh? What do you mean? Oh, hey, so like, uh... It's like super expensive to get this repaired, eh? Well, it's just one piece of wood. Oh, listen, eh? Okay, look, look you don't understand, you know, like uh, materials are way expensive. So, you know, this is, a, I might even be low on my estimate, eh? Totally kidding. It was Stefan's advice to paint the thing because it's going to be Zayner, you know, and everybody is like, uh, uh, like, like backed up. Hey, eh? we're not going to get be able to get it done. It's not a one day job. eh? so like you should just paint it. All right. Oh my God. So that's what's up more today. The painting continues. Um, just keep your fingers crossed that I don't get hurt. In fact, I've got half a mind to get old Lisa K on the phone here to ask her about what went on in her world when her lover boy, better half the phone staring King of West Michigan, Eric fell off the ladder. I think he was hanging upside down at one point. 
Yes, sir. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? Never better. Are you on the way to work? No, I'm working right oh, now. Oh, you're working right now. Is this okay if I call you then? Yeah, yeah. I'm working at home. That's good. Oh, you're working at home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How are the grandbabies? They're all doing great. Okay. All doing great. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I was talking about when your husband phone face Eric. Yes, I noticed. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, you were okay. So you saw that he, he fell. He fell off the ladder, and he—I mean—can you take us through what happened on your end? I mean, here you are in your house, and all of a sudden, down he goes, right? Right, right. So yeah, I commented. I said I have tips for Diana to help take care of you when you fall to your death. So okay, so you you know right. First off, obviously call nine one one, right? Right, right. Yes, yeah, so I saw him fall. He was careless. He was a dude. He wanted to get it done fast and carried up too much shit up the ladder, caught his foot at the top and came right straight down. I saw it happen. Okay, did he have some of the supplies in one hand and a phone in his face in the other hand? He did. I mean, hell, he had the phone in his pocket. He had a headset on, so he was okay there. So, oh, he yeah. wasn't like actually yeah. looking at the phone when he was going up the ladder? No, no, okay, no. He actually a, did not have the phone in front of his face. That's so that a miracle. Good. How did that even happen? <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right. You know, he's never going to be able to live that down. I know. I know it. I know. If he ever shows up again at any event and I see that phone, I'm going to throw it one mile. Oh, he's prepared. Trust me. He'll have other uh, devices with him. So yeah, he'll, he'll be stocked. Trust yeah, me. He needs to stop looking at phones and look at vaginas and take care of those things. If you know what I mean? Yes, I do. That would be great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you made me bust out laughing. Holy shit. I never laugh on this podcast. That is fantastic. <laughs> Oh, Lisa, that is awesome. Okay, well, um, and now he's, is he okay now? Is he 100% recovered or did this injury, like it's it's been a, in all seriousness, it was a very nagging uh, lower body injury, correct? Yes, yes, because he came straight down, so it just basically crushed his bones down to nothing. So oh, he has to go to the surgeon again. There's probably another surgery um, just yeah. to... Right. You know, there's he has 19 screws and most of them are in his ankle. So. Oh, no. Yeah. Can you imagine if the doctor said, well, uh, I was doing some math and he was uh, very badly hurt, but uh, he would not have been hurt nearly as bad had the extra weight of the devices not been in his pocket. Right. Right. He probably would have had a few less screws in there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I, uh, I, and I hope you have a good day. Okay. All right. All you right. Too. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. There you go. That is a Lisa K. How amazing is she? The idea that she's like, yeah, I can use some dick. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you say? You get your face out of that phone and into this vagina. Wait. <laughs> hey, I don't care if your legs hurt. I need some dick. The fuck is wrong with you? How many times I gotta tell you that I need some dick? What the fuck? Dear Meathead, in 11 minutes. I have a Patreon podcast that I'd like you to sign up for. 
I am flat out asking you to give me five or $10 a month in a donation. But you get a lot for that. With your donation of five bucks a month, you get access to all of my Patreon audio, which I post 15 plus hours of that every single week. It makes a great accompaniment for your listening enjoyment to the free podcast. If you, and you can give as much as you want, um, but I have it priced at five bucks for all the audio, uh, new audio and the archive and $10 a month for that. And the, um, video live stream, video archive, and, uh, joining me on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Uh, you can set your price. That's a set your price tool. Uh, there's also a spot, I think for a, a yeah, I think there's an, like a, a spot on the thing for that, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't know. I think it's there. Uh, and that's, uh, how you sign up for my Patreon 15 plus hours each and every week. Uh, if you like it, I suggest just trying it out for five or 10 bucks a month and seeing if it's something that you're interested in. Because then if you're not, I mean, what the hell? You're out five or 10 bucks and that's it. You just cancel it. But if you really like it, you can either let it ride every month and it'll draw from you or you can pay one fee for the whole year and I will subtract 10% from it. So what was 120 a year is 108. What was 60 a year is... 54 the open and the live stream of this show brought to you by berlin raceway i will be there this weekend i'm very busy saturday at the races sunday paintball by the way uh reach out to me uh eric at ericsinshow.com if you're going to go to paintball but anyway, Berlin Raceway on Saturday, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It always is with five, uh, five to 7,000 of your uh, closest racing fan friends there. Tickets are 12 bucks when you buy them at BerlinRaceway.com. And if anyone in your party is 15 or under, they are free. I just love saying that. I also love saying that the parking is free at Berlin Raceway in Marne, Michigan. You can bring a cooler, small cooler, with uh, soft drinks and snacks. No glass. You cannot bring in your own beer or any alcohol. You can buy that there, and you buy it cheap. Uh, Dogs are always three bucks. Beers are always five. You go to any other uh, any other venue, and you'll pay like upwards of twelve to fourteen bucks for one beer. Get yourself an ice cold Coors or whatever kind of beer you want to drink at Berlin for just five bucks a pop. There's a bar area where you can hang out and pick up some, uh, you you know, you ladies, you can go and get your next uh, hillbilly husband. And uh, yeah, smoking area if you want to go burn. Hell, at Van Andel Arena. If you go, if you're at the arena watching a hockey game and you want to go have a cigarette, you can't. You can't leave the venue, puff, puff, and come back in. They will not allow you to do that. 
What a shit show. Berlin? No. Man, they don't care. But the only thing you can't do is burn one in the stands. They get pissed off. They'll kick you out if you do that. And these um, guys on the track, guys and gals, are local racers. These are your local heroes on Berlin, on the track at Berlin Raceway. Just under a half mile, um, kind of oval track. Not really, but kind of. And the seriously, the, the, the volume, the intensity, you can feel the excitement, man. Oh, and they put on such a great show there at Berlin Raceway. BerlinRaceway.com. I will be there Saturday. I got a mortgage guy on this show. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If uh, you want to get some money out of your home, um, I mean, seriously, your home value is much higher now than it was not that long ago. And if you're like, hey, boy, uh, um, you know, I mean, we've got some credit, credit debt or whatever it may be, or you want to upgrade the house. Uh, get the money out of your home, 231-332-6505. Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Like I indicated, paintball. Uh, Sunday at TC Paintball, we will be outdoors. If it gets too hot, you go inside where it's air-conditioned, cool out, have some pizza, have some soft drinks. That's all free, thanks to BC Pizza. And then uh, we're going to play paintball. It's going to cost you 35 bucks. If you want in, I got to hear from you. Let me know so I can do a head count. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I also have an um, event on um, my Facebook page. You can check that out there. Uh, but, yeah, I want to see you. 35 bucks gets you the gun, gets you the paint, gets you the mask, gets you the field time. You got a free pizza party ahead of time from BC Pizza. Off you go. Let me know. I want to see you. I'm getting the head count right now. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Um, you know, I gotta I hate to do this to you, but I gotta rattle off a couple more sponsors because I got dear I only I don't have enough time to call. I don't have enough time to get into another segment. But I also am behind on my spots, my uh my commercial advertising here. Um, so sorry about this. I mean, I got to fit them all in. We sit here for roughly two hours every single day, and sometimes I get a little long-winded. I'll start the show, and I should go for like 25 minutes and then start talking about the ads, but I don't. I go for like an hour or 45 minutes, and then I like get behind. So then, you know, it's got to it's gotta happen at some point. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. AccessKent.com slash health. June is HIV Awareness Month. Um, I know that sounds weird. Hey, get tested for HIV. But if you or someone you know or love is like, wait a minute. Are you telling me I was exposed to HIV? Yeah. Hey, you know that guy that you had sex with? Uh Uh-huh. Well... Um, he's HIV positive. What? Yeah. You better get yourself a test. What do I do? Well, I was listening to the Eric Zane show podcast and he says to go to accesskent.com slash health. What the fuck? Yeah. And then on the left, it says personal health services. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You click on that shit. 
And then it says, uh, you scroll down and it says sexually transmitted infections, HIV counseling and testing. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's how you do it. You got to go there and get all the information at accesskent.com. All right, thanks. I hope I don't have HIV. Yeah, uh, I don't blame you. I heard that that's bad. Truth be told, nowadays, um, that you, you the medicines, the cocktails, uh, the drug cocktails that you take um, can lower the HIV level in your system so that it's undetectable, which means you can still go have random sex with people and they won't get sick. So, but you got to do your part. So you got to get tested. Now, you know, God forbid you get that phone call, uh, that, Hey honey, uh, guess what? Uh, I, you might have HIV. Ooh, what? Yeah. I've been having random sex with people. Anyway, accesskent.com slash health Bennett flooring insulation 616-318-0167 uh, local owners slash cousins slash lovers Jacob and Jason Bennett at Bennett flooring insulation 616-318-0167 I don't think they're actually lovers I might be making that up Anyway, if you are in West Michigan, that's who you call when you want to get the flooring installed for cheaper than anyone else on the planet. The flooring that I want you to buy, you got to get it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. In Granville, Michigan, the prices are lower than anyone else. This is not a fancy showroom, okay? where uh, you walk in and they give you like uh, a Perrier or maybe a freaking mimosa and you sit in front of the computer and come up with your flooring design with an expert. They have those resources down the street at the main store. But at the discount outlet, you march in there and the absolute top brands with the highest selling products are on the floor ready for you to take them home nothing fancy i want this okay let's do the math how big's your room okay so then they do a little calculator job and then they go all right this is going to cost you this much and you go okay great hey by the way i heard about you on the eric zinchel podcast oh okay well let's take another 10 percent off of a price that was already lower than everybody else in the entire state oh fuck yes johnson carpet one discount outlet They're on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan, behind the Little Caesars. Can't miss it, okay? Sorry about the length of all of these ads. I try to keep it somewhat light so that it's at least fun when I'm telling you about how I want you to spend your money. It's time to call Dad. Dear Meathead brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware with the question of the day from JM Synthetics. Good morning. Morning, Dan. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Never better. Hey, I have an issue right now I want to take up with you right now. Now, I have a confusion about a gift that I received. Now, was that from an Oram? 
Oh, uh, no. No, it was from Ron. R-O-N, Ron. Ron. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, checking my brain what the heck was going on, but it was such a confusion going on that I want to thank him. That was a very thoughtful gift. I appreciate that. In fact, I'm going to use it right Away. Yeah, that it was a nice uh, uh, insulated uh, cup that he made for you. That was very, it was a very nice gesture. Yes, that's just a great, great gift, and it's so big and heavy. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, I know there's some serious weight to that. And knowing you, if anybody like uh, drives by the house on a four wheeler, you can throw it at them. <laughs> no, no, no. As a matter of fact, I'm drinking out of it right now. Yeah. Well, you got you got the morning coffee going, Dad. Yes. All right. All right. I, as expected, uh, up and at them. Uh, very, very warm temperatures uh, in our neck of the woods here in Michigan. Likewise, same thing. This is hot. Yesterday was a bizzler. Are you uh, Are you staying inside, Dad? Oh, of course. Oh, thank we have the God. The air conditioner going. Uh, and, uh, no, we had to spend any time out yesterday. That's good. It's just a little too warm, yeah, you know? Later on in the evening, we had to do some watering, which was against the law. Oh, they got a well, little... We did some okay. watering, and that was... But that was... The area that we watered was allowed to do that. Uh, it was brand new uh, All right. uh, grass that we put in there, so they allowed us to okay. water that area. Otherwise, we can't be watering. Yes. Everything is restricted here. I understand. I understand. So uh, wait a minute, what? Huh? And I want to tell you something, buddy, that I really want to say that. I want to tell you how grateful I am for a party that you put together. Oh, that was very fun. Very, very oh, fun. Oh, my God, you did an awesome job, honey. This Father's Day gift ever. That's a bad. Did you hear that? That is such a sweet thing to say. You've made my day with that nice compliment. Oh, my God. It, it just uh, was no end to it. Yeah, it was a lot of you, fun. You and cooked. You, oh, my God. There was there was no... There was no... You did the dishes. You cleaned. My God, that... That was awesome. There was no end to the food, and there was no end to Norman telling us about work. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you guys were lucky you left. He's table. You know, yeah, and the thing is, it would be perfect if he would tell me something interesting. <laughs> well, I wasn't in the conversation then, but I was... Nailed afterwards. Oh God! Well, geez, that was uh. Well, you know, here. Uh, he listens to this. Oh yeah, he's like probably listening right now. No, it's it's hey, like. Sure, but he sure as hell was really doing a good job. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah, nice, uh, nice recovery. The you know, at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, those are all the things that we take for granted. All the little nuances about people that we just love. And it becomes part of the uh, culture of the family. Norman, and, no, hey. Yeah, and you know what? I've never seen him dress so well. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Norman knows that he's a talker. He is well aware of that. Oh, and, he is. He is. And he You're loves right. it. He loves it. He should have a microphone. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, I'm 
I'm her. I don't even like to work for him. He's somehow rather thinking about politics. No, that was uh, that was uh, that was not true. He's he, he, uh, yeah. Remember, we talked about this. He he uh, actually spoke of it. We had you and I were under the impression, and Joanne was that he was going to run for some type of politics. But that was a a, a, a spoof thing in in Hell, Michigan. You can be the mayor of Hell for a day. Oh, okay. But wow. you know, I like to see him run for politics. I tell you what, Dad. Uh, I you know I think he'd be a good talker. That's for sure. Yeah, he 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 he, he uh, kick kick butt. Um, Dad, but uh, you know, uh, I I'm glad you brought up the party that we had because uh, everybody seemed to enjoy themselves, and uh, we of course. Oh, Dad, I really greatly appreciate what you did, son. Well, I mean, you really. I, I don't know what we would have done if that wasn't you doing that. Well, you know, I mean, people have organized parties before. It's just so happy. I mean, this is uh, the second year. This has got to be a tradition going forward. You know, this is. Oh, what I, that's great. That's great. You know, can you imagine if in twenty years and you're a hundred and eight years old and we're. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to see the next year right now, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like a year at a time. You might be one of those guys on the Today Show that they, like, come to your house and shoot a video of you when you're 108. I would be 70. Holy cow. Be so- you know, I feel great. I know you do. And, uh, you know, I would be 71 years old. I, hell, I'd be close to going with one foot in the grave, for God's sake. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, Dad, I got some questions for you. Ready? All right. I sure am. No beautiful people. Uh, Stefan writes, Dear Meathead. What is the name? Uh, Stefan. Stefan, okay. He writes, Dear Meathead, my friend Derek received an estimate for removing the siding and trim on the front of his house and replacing it with material that will not rot. The number he got on the estimate was thousands of dollars higher than what he was expecting. How can I help my friend cope with the sticker shock and the reality of material and labor in this economy? Wait a minute. What is what is he going to have done to the well, front of his house? The guy wanted okay. The guy wanted the trim replaced. Okay, okay. and then uh, apparently Stefan gave him an estimate, and the guy who got the estimate was like, "Well, that's nonsense. That's way too expensive. There's no way that's true." Stefan wants to try to convince the guy that that's how expensive it is. No, I think that's there's something wrong. You know what? I've been watching television on some of these repairs and all that. Yeah. And I can hear uh, from a conversation that I listened to quite a few people that are doing that and getting ripped off. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think Stefan might be ripping the guy off. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. You know, you can just keep keep. Uh, advertising day. I need somebody to repair something, uh, something that I have to be repaired or whatever. Yeah. And they're charging an arm and a leg 
and I don't want to be paying that kind of dollar, and I right, don't believe it's right. worth doing that. I, so now, um, whoever thinks they can do something for me and serve me some money, give me a call. Now, I think specifically, you know how like on a house that has uh, siding, there's pieces of wood around the window, and sometimes the paint chips, and then the wood rots? Yes. Well, I think this homeowner wants the rotted pieces of wood replaced and the rest painted. And then I think this guy, Stefan, said it's going to cost $20,000 for some a couple pieces of wood and paint. I'll tell you what, I would tell him certain words that I don't want to use it openly. Uh, go ahead and do that because I don't need you, buddy. I'll find someone else that yeah, can that's what offer I'm thinking. me a decent, intelligent price. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. $20,000? Yeah, you can put an addition on a house for $20,000. Oh, Lord, yes. I, You know, I watch some of these shows. Yeah. These this prices are out of sight. Yeah, I think, it's, I, think they're, they're, I think there's some funny business going on there. Yes, definitely. I would shop around. I just find an individual that is a carpenter or a builder or something that is, uh, you know, doing his own work from his home and whatnot. Yeah. And, and deal with something like that. All right. Uh, Bob writes, Dear Meathead, what is the hardest you've ever been punched? Punched, you said? Yeah, like somebody punched you. You know something? I've been punched so many times, I don't remember <laughs> which one was the worst. I th- I'm telling you, I was a hooligan. Well, I think, remember in 1974 when Uncle Bingo died? Yes. And Uncle Peter punched you in the eye? Yeah, right in the face. Yeah, I was just talking about that because Uncle Peter just passed away, and that was historic when he did that to you. Yeah, and, and he was a miserable dude. I mean, he, oh, could, yeah. he could put the, the hole in a, I don't know, something. Yeah. But he, he was, a, and he would never stop to think. No. Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, he hit you and come back for a second time. Oh, you know what? He was like that up until, he just died Saturday. He was, uh, he was like that up until Saturday. I mean, it's like that guy never, ever changed. Wow. You know, it's strange you brought this subject up about him. I was sitting here this morning thinking about him. Well, that's probably because I told you the other day that he died. That's probably so. Yeah. Yes, yes. How old was he at the time of death? I think he was 80. And uh, I talked... That's young. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, you know, it's funny is because... That's very young. You, now... <laughs> Dad, I don't know if you remember his children, uh, Dawn and Jennifer, my cousins. Oh yes. Dawn, I spoke with I spoke with both of them, but I talked to Dawn, my cousin, and she said, "quote It's a miracle that he lived this long." Absolutely, absolutely. I guess uh, he up until the end, he would have oxygen in his in in uh, in one of those nose cannules, and he'd be smoking cigarettes while on oxygen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That is that's hey, risky. That that uh, shed that you have, right? It's a remnant of his work up north. Well, that yes. oh, that explains why it was built poorly. <laughs> I'll 
tell you, Ian and I put that together. Of course, I just stood there and watched. He was the guy that was doing well, the job. I know what was going on when you built that because you guys were in your 30s, so that's a lot of drinking. Oh, we did good. Oh. <laughs> I enjoyed them, I hey. think, as you don't know. I know you did. And do you but, know that I'm still finding tin cans from the 1970s in the woods? <laughs> In the shed? No, in the woods. I'm still finding. Oh, really? oh yeah, I'm finding uh, bottles of Goebbels beer and Falstaff and Carling Black Label. I'm still finding those in the woods to this day. Those are collector's items. I know, I know. There are this. They're wow. they're rusted, but they're still intact. <laughs> Oh, we went there for, we're supposed to uh, do that job in about a day and a half to two days. We were there four days. Oh, yeah, Most I know. Most of the time is we're drunk. I know. You want to check under the cement. <laughs> you want to check under the cement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My oh, God. All right. Um, dear Meathead, I'm trying to decide between... Uh, buying a beautiful rifle or using the money for the rifle as a down payment on a motorcycle. What should I do? Should I buy the rifle or should I buy a motorcycle? Well, which one, well, which one would he really use? Well, um, I think, I think he's a fan of both of these things. Um, so, you know, he wants both of these items. Uh, if he, he has the money for the rifle, so he could buy the rifle or he could use that money as a down payment for the motorcycle and make a, make a monthly payments on the motorcycle. Uh, he, well, first of all, unfortunately, he's asking a question that I really have no need for it in, in a sense. Uh, 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 guns and all that don't mix with me. Uh, so, but then even rifle, I just got rid of a gun that I had bought from Mike, uh, what's his name you went? Stonk. Mike Stonk. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, believe you me, I think I shot that three times, shot in a dirt. Well, yeah. Now, what do you think about motorcycles on the road, Dad? Do you think that those are a good idea? I have no use for a weapon. So that's that's a poor uh, 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 analogy for me to put out there for him to follow through. Yeah. But right now, this is a crazy time. Yeah. If you get a gun... It can easily let into using it. It's a rifle. Rifle or no rifle, I don't care, but it's a weapon. All right. Uh, if he's a hunter, an avid hunter, I think you should. I think you should buy the rifle. However, the use of a, a rifle and a motorcycle is a limited use. It's a seasonal type of thing. Uh, you can you can do it or a dirt bike even. Dirt bike is good, but you traveling out in the west uh, or, or anywhere that uh, you can ride around in a dirt bike, that's fine. That's enjoyable. But to own it, to ride around the streets, it's really not a usable type of thing. So, uh, it's a, to me, uh, it's, it's a dangerous item. 
All right. Let me. Uh, you can easily get killed riding around with that thing. Let me. Uh, let me back up here. Uh, motorcycle is a seasonal type of thing. Uh, riding in the dirt is enjoyable, and uh, riding is a dangerous thing. Riding it on the road, on the streets, is a dangerous thing. All right, so of those two things, which one is the most dangerous? Gun or motorcycle? I say the motorcycle. All right, so go, we're, we're going to, and you know what? And that's good. I agree with you because the weapon doesn't kill people. Not uh, only that, you don't get the weapon off too often. Yeah, you know, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, uh, 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 skip the. He's got kids too. Skip the. Sure. Uh, skip the motorcycle payment. Uh, yeah, in and fact, never teach your kids to use guns. <laughs> it, well, some people like teach them appropriately. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how about just take the money and not buy a gun or a motorcycle and save it. That's <laughs> another analogy. That's good. Save the money. Save. Go to Disneyland, according to Joanne. There you go. <laughs> and we're, we're really uh, playing around with his uh, uh, plan, you know, and I, I don't want to do that because he's got to do what he really feels comfortable with. All right, but, Dad. Uh, rifle is, uh, guns to me is just nothing. Okay. Um, I think I'm good. I think you've uh, you've covered everything. We had a hell of a time at the party. That was great. Uh, you you talked oh, about that. I enjoyed that party. Okay, so um, yeah, now just kind of take it easy I love here. My hat. Did you hear that? Oh, she got a new hat from uh, Diana. That is so sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Okay. She loves it. All right. Well, um, uh, I'm so glad to hear your voices again, and uh, everybody loves you. You know. Well, love them all back. I'll tell you what, I got an awful, wonderful uh, clientele there that uh, is, is actually like part of me. You, wait a minute. Did you just say you have a wonderful clientele? Like <laughs> Those people are my clients. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that, that, that's, a, that's a tricky use of the word there. Well, hey, it's a free client. Okay. They don't charge. All right. Fantastic. I'll leave it right there. Love you. Have a good one, okay? Okie doke. All right. You have a great day, honey. Okay, guy. Good talking to the whole audience, whoever did or didn't. I love you all. Good talking to the whole audience, whoever did or didn't. Yes. Right. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 See ya. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Fucking incredible. Every single time. Boy, bummer if you're Stefan. Oh, no. That backfired on your ass. Oh, oh no. Oh, shit. Oh, Stefan. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, that question from Stefan was your JM Synthetics question of the day on the Baldwin Ace Hardware Dear Meathead segment. Thank you for being part of it. <laughs> All right. 
I got an email that I want to read from Melissa. And you could, I was reading it at the end of Dear Mita, and you could have knocked me over with a feather. Concerning me painting on the ladder. Work smarter, not harder. She writes, take your ass to the hardware store and buy a paint can hook. Attach hook to paint can, carry it up the ladder, and hook it to the ladder. Voila. What? I did not know this was a thing. This gives you an idea of how little I know. Wow. Are you telling me a $3 piece of equipment is what I need? Oh, this is just fantastic. You, my friend, my dear lady, have made my life so much easier. I am so happy that you took the time to send that to me. Oh my God. I am not kidding you. I had never, I did not know that this, this, uh, what the hell that was. That is so nice of you to share that. Oh, it was a little smart, uh, snarky the way you explained it. A little bit too much sass. Or, or, she writes, see handy paint cup below. Paint cup? The fuck are you talking about? Oh. So it's a smaller, well, I could just put the fucking thing in the thing of Tupperware. Yeah. I guess I never, it never occurred to me. I thought the paint had to be in the can, which is so stupid. All right, that's it. There's no way I'm not falling off the roof if something as simple as paint can, handy paint cup, and uh, paint uh, whatever hook is something that I'm not aware of. She adds, no more uppy, downy, dippy, dippy. Now you just climb the ladder and dippy, dippy, painty, painty, and be done. You're welcome, she writes. Well, thank you. You didn't need to write, you're welcome. Seems to me like you have a little bit of judgment in your words, or perhaps I'm just reading into it. Probably the case, as is usually with me, but uh, as is usual with me, but what the hell. But thank you. That's very, very kind of you to pass that along. Lisa says, oh, no, it could still happen. She's referring to her husband who fell off of the thing. Kenny says, hey, she's being helpful, dummy. She is, but I sense dripping with attitude. I know Melissa. I know she is incapable of being anything but, but some somewhat snarky. Kenny says, but Eric, or Lisa, Eric won't be staring at his phone. His new name, Lisa's husband, Eric, is forever known as Eric Phoneface. You have earned that Eric phone face. I have made it so. You are now forever known as Eric phone face 
heretofore going forward on the Eric Zane Show podcast. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Now, that means... uh. Now, I'm not going to go all the way up to Baldwin Ace Hardware. Um, I wish Baldwin Ace Hardware was here. If you're up north, you go to Baldwin Ace Hardware. Instead, I'm going to go to to Gemmins Ace Hardware. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'm going up to Baldwin Ace Hardware. If If I'm in the area where Baldwin, Michigan, I'm going to Baldwin Ace Hardware. I'm not going to go to Lowe's. I'm going to go to, I'm, I'm going to go to an Ace Hardware. Those guys look at me like I'm such an idiot because everyone there is an expert. And that's the same way it is at Baldwin Ace Hardware too. But they see me coming like, oh no, here he comes with more stupid questions. There is a uh, zero turn uh, riding lawnmower there. Uh with a, a battery powered. It goes like 90 minutes on a charge. And it's $5,900. The exact same mower. Gas. Is $3,500. Now. I guess my question is. Why would you spend twenty four more twenty four hundred dollars on it? I can't see myself one gallon at a time using two thousand. How long would it take to use two thousand four hundred dollars worth of gasoline? If you use twenty five gallons, wait in the cutting season, that would be what. May to October. Let's just say six months. One gallon of gas a time. And you cut the lawn 24 times. 24 gallons times five bucks a gallon. That's $120 for the cutting year in gasoline. If you cut lawn... For and by the way, it you wouldn't use a gallon each time. There's no way. But I'm being liberal. It would take you ten years to spend one thousand two hundred dollars on gas for that mower. Twenty years for two thousand four hundred dollars, which is about the difference in cost between the electric mower and the gas mower. But it would be take even uh, uh, the fact that you also have to uh, charge that mower. There is costs associated with that, albeit a lot lower than gas. I'm telling you, it's not, it doesn't add up. The only benefit you have is that you're, um, you're like, well, um, I'm, I'm helping the environment because um, I'm not burning fossil fuel. And it's like, well, okay, I get that. So for one person. But if the whole neighborhood 
got one of these riding mowers, the amount of energy that they would use, I don't know how great that is for the environment as well. It depends on where the energy comes from. If it comes from a green energy source, then perhaps, I think, but I don't know if the grid, like I said earlier, can withstand that if we all... But that's never going to happen anyway. This fad is going to end, I'm telling you. And I guess then the question is, what do you do with all the batteries? Throw them away? Uh, dismantle them? No. You got to make the uh, electric uh, equipment like the same price as the combustion engine equipment or cheaper. And I don't know if that's feasible. Now, if you had a hybrid lawnmower, now we're talking. I'm telling you, the technology needs to be focused on hybrid technology. No one hooks the vehicle or the piece of equipment up to an outlet. It charges itself. That's what you need to do. That's the happy medium, in my opinion. Too many eggs in one basket. Where am I? What the fuck am I going to talk about now? Bosco's Pub is, uh, I think they're closed right now. Got to double check that. So I would normally be talking about Bosco's Pub right now, but they are in a, a real, real pickle. They need workers. As of last week, they said, we got to shut down. We don't have any workers. So stand by. I'll be bringing them back. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you... Of course, need any work done on your heating and cooling system. This is who you call. Now, um, I certainly hope that you got your AC tuned up before these hot days hit, because if not, you are running in a, uh, a, an inefficient machine that needs a tune-up. You can still take advantage of that for $79. Or if your equipment is just not putting out the cold air, there's something that's like, hey, can you check on this? And then uh, Joe Martinez is going to show up and he's going to say, this thing is dead. You need a new comfort maker and I'm going to install it for you. Uh, that is definitely something you might need to look into. What I love about Joe Martinez and his crew is they tell you, you've got about two more seasons left with this thing and then you're going you're to need a new one. 616-516-8579. Car running rough. Get it fixed at Irvine's. Scheduled maintenance, emergency work, 616-532-6600. Irvine's.com, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com. They are having a car show on Thursday, August 25th uh, in the afternoon. I think it starts at 5. I got to double check on that. I'm sorry, Megan. Um, but I'll get to that. Uh, it's a little bit of time till well, it's two months away. Uh, till we get to that, but still, I'm really looking forward to that. I love, I love uh, seeing show cars, and they're going to have them all at Irvine's part of the 28th Street Metro Cruise. That is a uh, wonderful tradition uh, here in West Michigan. 
So that is cool. Um, and that the car show and uh, part of what they do at Irvine's is every year they pick out a charity. And this year their charity is known as Casa of Kent County. And I just had a long talk, as I indicated, with Stephanie Sheeler from Casa of Kent County, which that is a nonprofit organization, which Casa stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Take a listen to the interview that I did with Stephanie, and you will hear what this is all about. They work very closely with foster parents who help vulnerable foster kids in the system to make sure that they have another set of eyes and ears on them to help them through a very vulnerable time. So thank God for the folks at CASA. Thank you to Irvine's, and I cannot wait to see you at the car show. Irvine's.com is their website. You can reach out to them, and you can uh, ask about their services. But so very, very cool what they are doing. Okay, hang on. I need water. Feel good, man. I feel good. Okay. Bill Cosby has been found liable of sexual abuse of a teenager from back in 1975. So 46 years ago, He's 84 now. Isn't that 46 years ago? About. So that would have made him 38 years old. I just actually had to do the math problem. 38-year-old Bill Cosby. He strikes up a, uh, I, I think on the set of a movie or something to do with show business, a 15-year-old young person who um, he kind of like, hey, so, uh, you know, you seem like a nice uh, nice kid. Uh, you and your friend want to go to the Playboy Mansion, you know? And uh, I guess that was uh, there was supposed to be some event, and Cosby uh, invites this 15-year-old, I guess she was 16 at the time, sorry, 16-year-old girl to the Playboy Mansion in 1975. Uh, The Los Angeles County Court yesterday delivered the verdict in favor of uh, Judy Huff. She's now 64 and gave her $500,000. Jurors found that Cosby intentionally caused harmful sexual contact with Huff, uh, that he reasonably believed she was under 18, and that his conduct was driven by unnatural or abnormal sexual interest in a minor. Jurors' decision is a major legal defeat for the 84-year-old Cosby. Now, as you know, a year ago, he was um, freed from prison despite being convicted because I believe there was um, a deal made to Cosby when he testified under oath years before in a civil trial that I think he lost and they used the, the deal that was cut back then in the early two thousands, they said, all right, you cannot be harmed criminally by your words here in this, this is how he got freed from prison. So they cut a deal. He agreed to testify in that case. 
And then um, they, when the new attorney general in Pennsylvania got into office, he threw that out and then convicted him. And he went to prison for that. Well, that's why that was thrown out because they didn't honor that, even though they, because he, in that, that makes sense. And I remember that the AD who did that, he was the asshole of the day on this show for even attempting that bullshit um, and, and fucked up the whole case. It's a miracle that that didn't come out earlier, but it, it took some time and eventually his conviction was thrown out. He walks away free. In this one, Huth's lawsuit was one of the last remaining legal claims against him after his insurers settled many others against his will. Now, there's no doubt Bill Cosby is guilty of sin. But he got out on a technicality. But this one has been the last thing looming. And it doesn't sound like that big of a dollar amount for a guy who's probably worth like $300 million. But um, that's that's what's going on here. Cosby did not attend this in person. But uh, short clips from the 2015 video deposition were played for jurors in which he denied any sexual contact with Huff. He continues to deny the allegation through his attorney and publicist. Jurors had already reached conclusions in nearly every question on their verdict form, including whether Cosby abused Huff and whether she deserved damages after two days of deliberations on Friday. But the jury for a person could not serve further because of a personal commitment, blah, 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 blah. Cosby's attorneys agree that Cosby met Huff and her high school friend on a Southern California film set in April 75, then took them to the Playboy Mansion a few days later. Can you imagine being um, this 16-year-old Huff you meet Cosby on a set. You're like charmed because of who he is. I mean, to have the nerve of steel that Cosby had, a 38-year-old man, hey, 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 you want to go to the Playboy Mansion? Hey, hey, hey. I mean, my God. And if you're her, you're like starstruck. So... You no doubt lie to your mom and dad and just say you're going to go ride bikes. Instead, you're going to go get fingered by Bill Cosby. Ugh. Huff's friend, Donna Samuelson, a key witness, took photos at the mansion of Huff and Cosby, which they used uh, during the trial. So she's been hanging out of these pictures. Hey, here's you and Mr. Cosby just before he stuck his fingers in you. Huff testified that in a bedroom adjacent to a game room where the three had been hanging out, Cosby attempted to put his hand on her pants and expose himself and forced her to perform a sex act. Huff filed her lawsuit in 2014, saying that her son turning 15, the age she initially remembered being when she went to the mansion, and a wave of other women accusing Cosby of similar acts, brought fresh trauma over what she had been through as a teenager. Translation... And you can't really dispute that. So, I mean, had I been in her shoes, that's very feasible and plausible. Um, Now, if she does have other motivations, who cares? This still happened to her. Even if she said, yeah, I'm just here for the money. If she had come out and said, ah, wasn't that traumatic, but he still stuck his fingers in me. So uh, I'm going to sue him for 500000 That's okay. You can do that. You can't, you, you, you don't have to be hurt. 
You don't have to be scarred for life. Okay? It still happened. It was still, still a crime committed against you. Huff's attorney, Nathan Goldberg, told the jury of nine women and three men during closing arguments uh, that, quote, my client deserves to have Mr. Cosby held accountable for what he did. Each of you knows in your heart that Mr. Cosby sexually assaulted Miss Huff, the attorney said. The majority of jurors apparently agreed, giving Huff a victory in a suit that took eight years and overcame many hurdles just to get to trial. There's, I'm, there's something really ridiculous in this coming up. Cosby's attorney, Jennifer Bonjean, during testimony, consistently challenged Huff and Samuelson over errors in details in their stories. So obviously this is many, many years ago. So some of the uh, small bits and pieces um, didn't add up. So Bonjean was using that to say, well, then this didn't happen. Well, they got pictures of Bill Cosby actually sniffing his fingers, you know, and, and they say, well, no, it did. Uh, so, you know, yes, we might have botched some of these, these details, but it still happened. Specifically, um, this included the, the woman saying in a pre-trial deposition and in police interviews that Samuelson, the friend, had, quote, played Donkey Kong that day. It was 1975. That game wasn't released until 1981. <laughs> hey, I know that. I'd say that. Hey, I knew it as soon as you said it. The year that one was released. <laughs> Ow. Bonjean made a big deal about this and what both sides came to call the Donkey Kong defense. So because the kids said, yeah, we we're playing Donkey Kong. Like in the testimony. Aha! Line! Goldberg, Goldberg asked jurors to look past, this is the attorney for the chicks, asked the jurors to look past the small errors in detail that he said were inevitable in stories that are 45 years old and focus on the major issues behind the allegations. He pointed out to jurors that Samuelson had said games like Donkey Kong when she first mentioned it in her deposition. The Cosby lawyer began her closing arguments by saying she's just all she's talking about is the fucking video game. Forget the fact that there's a, a proof and eyewitnesses to this. Cosby's lawyer is focusing on the video game. She, she starts by saying, it's on like, it's on like Donkey Kong and finished by, de- uh, by declaring game over. That's so stupid. Huff's attorney reacted with outrage during his rebuttal. This is about justice. He shouted, pounding on the podium. We don't need game over. We need justice and they got it Cosby out $500,000 Bill Cosby net worth 
fuck. Despite not working, despite all the lawyer fees, $450 million. Fucking A. What are you doing suing for $500,000? Imagine if they said, is this about the money, Miss Huff? And she said, oh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. I want some of his money. He still committed a crime. He still stuck his fingers inside of me. I, I deserve that money. Yes, it's about the money. Of course it is, you idiot. I think that might be the last thing that he has to deal with. All right. Moving on. I talked recently on the show about the story about the lady, the lady who discovered um, it was a, uh, a, a uh, sculpture, a bust from the neck up of a dude at like a thrift store. And uh, she's like, wow, something about this thing looks just marvelous. Um, and then she took it to the, she said, I think I want to buy this thing. All right, it says here $34. You sure you want this? Yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, she took it home. And it turns out that this thing is older than Jesus. This thing is actually was made uh, with in a time where it was BC. It's suspected. It is 1 million percent priceless. And she found it in a fucking thrift store. I love this story. It's absolutely fantastic. And they did a nice long piece on it on CBS News. Oops, hang on. I got to start the whole thing over. That a statue she bought in 2018 has a 2,000-year-old story uh, about how you can find just about anything in a thrift store, from books to clothes, one-of-a-kind furniture. Uh, Well, a Texas woman was shocked to learn that a statue she bought in 2018 has a 2,000-year-old story behind it. Omar Villafranca decided to wrap his head around this marvel mystery. Shopping at this Goodwill boutique in Austin, Texas is like sifting for gold. It's like luck, I feel like. You have to look. Okay, I have, and I occasionally go to the one in town here. It's actually a Goodwill. I'm in and out in one minute every time. I am sick and tired of everybody telling me about the great things you can get at Goodwill. It's just like walking through my neighbor's fucking garage sale. Between Hey, who wouldn't want this uh, uh, videotape rewinder? The gently used dresses and the kitchenware. I am looking for whatever catches my eye and whatever works on any given day. There are deeply discounted secondhand treasures to be found. I found like, you know, older like the lithographs and silver dishes. When antiques dealer Laura Young goes thrifting, she keeps her head on a swivel. I'm looking for anything, first of all, that I love and anything that I think. Which is food. You will love for your home. Laura Young was roaming around these aisles looking for household treasures. Oh, no. When she saw something sitting on a lower shelf 
that caught her eye. You had a hunch that it was something. Oh, yes, yes. Young yes. was mesmerized. The details in the hair, the brooding look on the man's face. There's a lifelikeness to the face. But was this a masterwork of art or some relic of a college toga party? Young had to find out. You try to pick it up, it weighs a lot. Definitely solid marble. The price is right, $34.99. When you flip over and you see that it's $34.99. Yeah, no questions. Immediately find a guy to pick it up. Sold. Yes. So I paid for it as quickly as humanly possible and had the same guy carry it out to the car for me. And I strapped him into the front seat of the car with a seat belt. With the bust belted into her car, she went home and started reaching out to experts. She sent pictures to academics and auction houses trying to find out more about the stranger now sitting in her living room. A couple of days later, I hear from Sotheby's auction house and one of their specialists had actually identified the head as previously being part of the German-owned or Bavarian-owned state antiquities collection. It's like a movie or something. The backstory of this head is nuts. Experts say the $35 Roman bus sitting in her home was a priceless piece of stolen art. The statue dates back to the late first century BC to the early first century AD. and was part shit. of the collection of King Ludwig I of Bavaria in Aschaffenburg, Germany. This picture <laughs> was used to identify the bust and shows the museum where the statue once stood. Wow. So if you're just listening to the audio podcast, and I'll link this story up so you can look at it on your own. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's like from... A hundred years ago in an actual museum. Remarkable. And as a Roman art and provenance specialist at the San Antonio Museum of Art. You hear stories sometimes of people finding an old copy of the Constitution behind another piece of art. Mm -hmm. Do they ever find ancient Roman busts at a Goodwill? I've never heard of any antiquities, any ancient Roman, Greek, Egyptian, anything like that coming from a thrift store. Certainly not something as huge and obviously old as this. But how the sculpture ended up in Texas remains a mystery. Experts believe an American soldier might have smuggled the bust back to the States after the King's Villa in Germany was bombed by Allied forces during World War II. It couldn't be sold legitimately because it was known to have been stolen. And there are all sorts of war-related laws, like the Geneva Convention. Okay. <laughs> so war, war looting is a crime, is a war crime. And when you find something like this, you're not going to be able to sell it on the legitimate art market. It never occurred to me that he could have arrived here by nefarious means. That being said, this is my first, you know, piece of... So it had to get into the goodwill though okay which is you know people dropping shit off at the door uh and some 17 year old kid who hates his life uh who was probably given the job because he attempted to rob a bank or something like that he's trying to get his life together he hates you you got all this shit in your car and you throw it there and say yeah can i get the receipt he's like hand your receipt and then at tax time uh, the, the two bags of clothes that you donated, you write down 50 bags of clothes at $1,000 a bag, and you write that off on your taxes. Uh, then you, you give the bus, hey, hey, here you go, asshole, take this shit. So some dick had to drop it off. So 
There's someone paying attention to this story who's like, motherfucker, I just gave away a fortune. I, I want to talk to that guy. I want that asshole who's probably hanging on the end of a rope right now, dead because he gave away a 2,000-year-old sculpture. Of looted art that I've purchased. <laughs> Young can't talk details or compensation. Oh, come on! Returning the bus. No, that's why I'm watching a story. I want to know how much this is worth. This should be worth at least $1 million, right? Back to the German government, but not before the centuries-old sculpture remains on display. She's giving it back to the Nazis. At the San Antonio Museum of Art. Fuck that. No, why would you give it back to them? You could sell it back to them. Okay. Art for a few more months. I had to drive down and see him in the museum. <sighs> wow. Look at in the, it says a Roman portrait from Germany and Texas. So they put a whole display out. Uh, that's the museum that was destroyed. And there's the actual look at. You can see it here faintly where this fucking thing was. And this is it now. God, that's incredible. I got choked up just seeing. I wonder if she sat on that face. She seems pretty broken up about losing it. You know, she had to glaze it. Other people see him and read the story. He was hidden in our house for almost four years. And just seeing other people appreciate him was amazing. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And for Young, this bust was head and shoulders the finest piece of art she's ever returned. For CBS Mornings, I'm Omar Villafranca in San Antonio. First of all, what a masterful piece of art. He looked, the, the head looked particularly sad. It like slumped over in the front seat of her car with the seatbelt on and the Goodwill well, sticker. She knew she had something, just yeah. the fact she that it. she strapped it in. The it detail on the hair is interesting, but don't we want to know how much? You can't discuss details and compensation. I want to know what you got. Do you think that me? means because yeah. it's so much or because it's not a lot? I think that means because it's so much. Because it's so much, yeah. even though it was stolen. Why would you give it back? Why would you reach out to... Well, because you love art and you want it to be back in the country. Oh, you know, bullshit. You know, this and it was stolen. Where, yeah, it was I like, stolen. I like Nate yeah, there. Yeah. Nate's like, yeah, why would you give it back? By the way, that's Nate Nate uh, Burleson. He was a terrific receiver for the Detroit Lions. Now he does uh, TV now. He's really good. I'm going to do the right thing. First of all, the, the, <laughs> do you love art that much? That you love her, okay? Yes. It's not about me. <laughs> Can you imagine if the white guy said, oh, 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 the black guy always won the money. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, boy. If protecting something this little is vital to All our right, future, stop. we need. All right. That is incredible. I love that story. Jesus. Yeah, tell me how much money you got for that. Tell me the value. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, you might be able to find something like that in a dumpster diver's dumpster. I'll get to that in a second. Um, Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Hire me on Cameo for $15. There is no one better on Cameo than your old pal Eric Zane. I think the last Cameo I did was the one for Stevie's birthday which she asked me to do in the character of Jessica from Nashville, Tennessee. Hang on. Happy birthday, bitch! 
Motherfucker, if I was out there in Michigan with you, you know what time it is. Fireball. I love that motherfucker, man. I'd ride that fucker's face all day. That's Pitbull. Fuck yes, motherfucker. But anyway, <laughs> girlfriend, happy birthday to you from Nashville, Tennessee. This is me, Jessica, wishing you a happy one. I love the fact that you're free spirit. You color your hair all in fucked up colors like you crazy lesbian bitches do upstairs there in Michigan. <laughs> and then your your husband there, or your boyfriend, whatever the fuck he is, he's stoned to the bone all the time, motherfucker. Looks like the Riddler with that fucked up looking hair. But I love you. Happy birthday, bitch. So anyway, I just so I'm saying happy birthday to you. And devil for Jessica, motherfuckers, baby. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> so all right, I love you, darling. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> That's what you get on cameo. <clears throat> Basically, you just tell me what to do. And uh, off you go. Thank you. If you've signed up in the past, uh, if you want to sign up on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Comedy this weekend, full house comedy. You want to see Bobcat Goldthwaite, fullhousecomedy.com for tickets. Dumpster divers. Uh, you have a dumpster delivered to your house for, uh, you know, you're cleaning shit out. Maybe uh, you've, you know, it's time to uh, thin the herd a little bit in the house here to throw out your 2,000-year-old uh, works of art so that they can pick them out of the dumpster. Uh, they also do dumpster uh, uh, junk removal, okay? So if you're doing some type of uh, work in the household, hey, I want all the drywall ripped off. Will you do that? They'll do that. Uh, any type of junk removal that you need done, uh, they take care of you at Dumpster Divers. Call or text 616-375-9962 or go to their website, dumpsterdiversllc.com, and you can order the dumpster right online. Um, many options there, to, uh, too, for you based on your needs. Dumpsterdiversllc.com. Book online now, dumpster rental, and then, you know, as it goes, you got, that's Kyle there next to all of them, the small 10-yard dumpster, the 15-yarder, or the 20-yard dumpster. I always get the 20, cost me about 280 bucks, and, uh, you know, it just, seriously, it's fantastic. It's cheaper than the... um uh, other com- uh, companies that uh, do dumpsters because they have a price point lower on weight. The weight threshold is lower. If you order a dumpster from anybody else, they're going to have a weight threshold that you can't possibly attain with that size of dumpster, but yet you're paying for it. You know what I mean? Dumpsterdiversllc.com. Five stars on their Google reviews. That is hard to do. Well done, dumpster divers. Last but not least, if you are without health insurance, um, 
there is an option for you. The federal government has done a terrible job at getting the word out about healthcare.gov. It kind of just happened. No one really took the time to explain how easy it is to get health care now for anyone who doesn't, who is not insured. Uh, gone are the days when people say, well, yeah, I guess I just don't get medical coverage. No. Uh, you and your family need medical coverage. To get it, uh, you will pay a lot less than you uh, thought previously because there is a government subsidy to help you pay for that. Whether you're self-employed, between jobs, or if your employer does not offer insurance, reach out to Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker who will walk you through healthcare.gov every step of the way and tell you exactly what you need to get you and or your family insured. Reach out and mention my name. He is free. Everything about him is free. He gets paid by the insurance companies. 616-914-4070. Or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Fill out the form. And the next thing you know, you're talking to Frank. If you're shy and a dumbass and you need someone to hold your hand through this, I will do that. Reach out to me and I'll introduce you to Frank. I'm, it's that important. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. If you or someone you love is get, uh, someone you know or love is getting ready to turn 65 or already is over 65, they need help with the Medicare. Okay, have Frank do that again. Doesn't cost you anything. He likes to have a vast number of people who are utilizing the Medicare system. And uh, if you don't know, some people aren't even aware of this. Medicare is what you get for insurance from the government when you get old. That's what you pay for your whole life out of your paycheck. You pay for it leading up to it, and then you use it when you get old. That's how it works. Medicaid is for the indigent, uh, the, indigent the poor, <clears throat> or people who um, have disabilities. Medicare is for the elderly. Little uh, Medicare, Medicaid 101 for you right there. Anyway, Frank's part of all that shit. He can help you out. 616-914-4070. That is my time today. Oh, my God. It went by so fast. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. You are awesome. Uh, It is time for the asshole of the day. It's brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Yesterday's assholes of the day were the soldiers of fortune in Ukraine. Walked out the boarded the plane with their uh, uh, GI Joe starter kits and said, "I'm, I'm going to go help those people, man. I'm going to go help them cuz I'm a fucking patriot." Yeah, but um what about us here at home? What are we going to do? You're, you're, you're the earner, and, and your kids love you. We don't want you to go, I, I, I got brain damage, so that's what I got to do. And then they, they got there. And then one minute after they landed, they were captured. But that was yesterday. Today, the asshole of the day. Hmm. Uh, fashion issue at the gym. 
We had a young dude nearly dying on the bench press, painting the house. Melissa informed me there was something called a paint hook. Such great information. I'm so happy about that. Uh, what else did I talk about today? We had a deer meathead. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Well, it's got to be uh, glaring, glaring at me. It's got to be uh, fucking Bill Cosby again. A uh, little lighter in the pocket is Bill. $500,000 lighter. That's your asshole of the day. And that is the Eric Zane Show podcast in the books for, I believe, show 845 or something like that. 845, 46. Getting ever closer to uh, a milestone of 850. We'll hit 900 this calendar year. Next calendar year, we will hit 1,000 shows. And that's 1,000 free shows. And 1,000 Patreon shows. That's 2,000. That's a lot of shows. And I feel just as energized now as I did when I started it. And I thank you. It's because of you. And great audience members who support the show no matter what. Like Patriot Nick who's just such a sweet soul and so, so helpful to me through thick and thin and has never gotten to be, you know, dramatic in any way or judgmental about what I do. He's always been sticking to your old pal Eric And for that, I'm thankful. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.